Get to Old Navy right now. All jeans are on sale up to 50% off. From just 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids. Try on a pair in store and save even more. With 5 bucks off your purchase of $50 or more during Old Navy's Great Denim Try-On-A-Thon. Hurry in now to find your perfect fit and save big with up to 50% off all jeans. Now at Old Navy. Valid 812 to 821 excludes in-store clearance, gift cards, register lane items, and jewelry. $5 discount valid with jeans purchase. So, uh, quick little podcast today. We're going to have Irv Smith on, former tight end for the Irish. Played, uh, I think, a seven-year career. Got drafted by the Saints. Played for the 49ers. Uh, had a nice little career. Scored 15 touchdowns in the NFL. Uh, was more of a blocking back uh, for the Irish. But uh, we're excited to have Irv on here in just a minute. Uh, returned back from fantasy camp on Saturday in one piece. Had a little ankle injury. Uh, having a little homesickness. Missing South Bend already. But I am back. Can't wait to share the story with you guys. Um, had a lot of people following, obviously posting a lot of stuff, and uh, all I can tell you is you've got to find a way to go. Uh, every, every true Irish fan needs to experience this camp at some point in their lives. It was absolutely one of the coolest experiences of my life, uh, something I'll never, ever forget. Um, aside from having the kids and meeting Liz, uh, definitely one of the highlights of my life for sure. It was just absolutely incredible. So uh, again, we're, we're back with you. I'm going to be doing a special uh, podcast. Uh, specifically to talk about Fantasy Camp um, next week, next Saturday, which will be June 22nd, I think it is. Uh, we'll have some announcements about that. We're going to have um, uh, Jason Nicholson, who's kind of the director of the camp, have him on to talk a little bit more about it. It's going to be awesome. Uh, we, that'll that? be the 15th. No, the 22nd. Oh. This weekend's the 15th. Uh, but for right now, we're going to have uh, Irv Smith join us in just a minute. Uh, if you have questions for Irv, uh, go ahead and drop those in the comments section below, and we'll try to get those answered on air. Uh, again, this is going to be a short little podcast. Uh, just got home from work, so got some stuff to do around the house. Uh, but we will be back again on the 22nd for the Fantasy Camp special. Um, we've got Matthew Rose watching. Brian Little, as always. Thanks, Brian, for all your support. I uh, had another, and I'm going to find the name here in just a second. Had another last-minute commitment just a few minutes ago. We just posted uh, three-star uh, defensive back Clarence Lewis just committed. Uh, he was one of the Irish Invasion guys, so it's exciting that we're starting to get some of these guys on campus and they're committing right away without even uh, exploring some of their other options. So we're going to go ahead and bring on uh, Irv Smith and ask him some questions. If you have questions, go ahead and let them let us know. We will take uh, have an open phone line after the interview, so we'll drop that in the comment section below. Abraham Gallegos is watching. What's up, Abraham? Hey, Matthew, how you doing, buddy? Thanks for watching. So let's bring Irv Smith on. Hello. 
Hey, good evening, Irv. This is Jason and Nate, the Dos Leprechauns. Hello, guys. How you doing? We're doing great. How are you? All is well. Thank you. Thank you. Excellent. Hey, thanks for taking some time out of your day to join us today. I really appreciate the time. My pleasure. Not a problem. So, hey, I want to start off. You know, we're gonna we're not gonna throw you any softballs here. We want to ask you the real tough, hard hitting questions. So, I got to know, man. How did Irv Smith Jr. not play for the University of Notre Dame? <laughs> the truth, uh, when, it, when, it, when it came time for Irv Jr. to start looking at colleges, I literally called Notre Dame. I spoke directly with my buddy uh, Reggie Brooks, of course, and Reggie did everything he could to get Irv there. But I had him speak directly to the recruiting coordinator, and I let them know my son wanted to be a fighting Irish man. He wanted to follow his dad. He wanted to play ball there. It was a done deal. And the recruiting guy really didn't get back to us much. He kind of played us off, and it was time to come out to my son's school to take a look at him. He wouldn't even come out to the spring game, and then he ended up coming out to a workout. He got there, he went to a school, he was going to school in New Orleans, and he was literally there for five minutes, and my son's coach looked up and was wanted to try to get him to come see my son work out, and he left. Oh. And he called and he called us back and said, I'm just not interested. Wow. So... So literally at that point I was like, okay, well, if you're not, you're not interested, and you know, Alabama came knocking, and Miami came knocking, and Texas and Texas A&M and all, you know, all the big other big schools, but unfortunately Notre Dame just wasn't interested. So at the end of the day, you know, and, and, and everything happens the way it's supposed to happen. I'm, I'm truly grateful the way it did work out because uh, Alabama was definitely the best fit for my son. So you know, when a guy has a plan, you know, it's his plan. But I was definitely disappointed in Notre Dame that they wouldn't even give my son a shot. And uh, the, the, the best part about it for me was no one could ever say I didn't try to get my son to go to school there. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, that was definitely. I did everything I could. I, I, know I did it... everything I could. So at, end, so at the end of the day, when my son was being successful in Alabama, nobody from Notre Dame could say, hey, Herb, you know, how come you, you, know, how come you didn't try to get your son to go to Notre Dame? Because I did. And they all know I did because I'm telling you right now, I did every, I mean, I talked to every coach, every recruiter that I could, and once again, they just said they weren't interested. So, you know, it was what it was, but once again, I'm grateful that it worked out the way that it did because my son's success, by, by far, it, you know, he, he definitely picked the best school and, and God had a plan for him, you know what I'm saying? Amen to that. Well, I'm glad it all worked out, and clearly it did because he's now going to be playing in the NFL for the Minnesota Vikings, so congrats to you and Irv Jr., and, uh, Wish him nothing but the best. I hope he uh, hope they're able to find a way to mix in him and Kyle Rudolph, former Notre Dame alumni. Absolutely. That's, that's, I called Kyle after my son got drafted. I actually literally texted him right after Irv got drafted. I said, hey, Kyle, this Irv Smith, fellow tight end, fellow Notre Dame guy, fellow, you know, fellow first-round pick. And I said, my son just got drafted with you. And I said, I'm going to ask you to look out for him and just help him with his transition. And Kyle was so cool. He was like, Irv, look, he said, I'm going to help your son with everything I can on and off the field to be the best professional it can be. And I said, thank you. That, that, that's, all I, that's all I needed. That's awesome. Great role model. So let's let's talk about you now. So I know originally you were committed to Clemson, uh, but was it what made it? What made you switch at the last second to, uh, to Notre Dame? Well, I'll tell you what happened was, the truth of the matter was, you know, I wanted to go to Alabama, uh, Auburn because I wanted to be like Bo Jackson. I was a baseball player coming out. And I, I love I love baseball. I like football, and I really wanted to be Bo Jackson. This was back in 1988, 89. And so, at the end of the day, I, I took recruiting 
<laughs> I mean, literally. And then Clemson was a good school. Danny Ford's the head coach. And Florida State, I went there. Uh, Deion Sanders' senior year, it was Florida State, Florida game. And um, I was going to go to Auburn my last trip. I was going to commit to Auburn. I was going to be an Auburn Tiger. Well, that Monday before my Auburn trip was my last and final trip, I got a call from Auburn saying, hey, Irv, unfortunately, we just signed two tight ends from the state of Alabama. We don't have any room for you here in Alabama. We don't have any more for those scholarships. So literally, my scholarship fell off the table to the school I was planning on going to. And, and Derek Brown, of course, was only a freshman. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go to Notre Dame for one reason. I didn't want to be D. Brown's backup for three years. Sure. And so I ended up committing to Clemson. That next, the same day I committed to Clemson because I said, well, I'm going to go to Clemson then. Well, Notre Dame, Vinny Serrato wouldn't, they wouldn't give up. So they said, Herb, look, I know you're going to Clemson, but just come to Notre Dame for the free trip. <laughs> and um, I was like, okay, I'll come for the free trip, but that's about it. And I went out there and they set me up. Because I went out there, man, I fell in love with Notre Dame and the rest is history. You know, you go to Notre Dame campus and if you're the right kind of guy, if you're a Notre Dame kind of a guy, you, you, you walk on that campus, there's nothing that anybody can do or say to you that was that was change your mind. It's a special place. And I called up Clemson. Clemson begged me not to go on that trip to Notre Dame. They said, Irv, you come to Clemson, don't go on any more trips. I said, no, I'm going to go there just for the trip. And they knew it. Because when I got back to Notre Dame, I called them on the phone and they said, you're on Notre Dame, aren't you? <laughs> I said, yeah, I sure am. <laughs> now, did, did the fact that Notre Dame was going to have, have you play baseball and football have anything to do with that choice? Well, every school I looked at was going to give me the opportunity to play baseball and football. Okay. So, Yep. One of my close friends is that Coach Murphy assured me to have an opportunity to play football. Coach Holtz told me if I wanted to play football or baseball, I had the opportunity to play baseball. So it all it all worked together. And at the end of the day, after my, my junior year at Notre Dame football-wise, I realized that I couldn't hit the curveball. I loved baseball, <laughs> but I was, I was a better football player, and I gave baseball up. And at that point, I decided to be the best football player I could be in, in the rest of history. Outstanding. So what would you say is your favorite memory at Notre Dame? definitely a special play in Notre Dame history. I know you posted it a while back and it always bring back, brings back good memories having, uh, having you uh, carry the, like what four or five guys into the end zone, man. That was just such an epic moment. That was... Yeah, it was like, like for, for me, it was, it was one of those moments where I, all, I, all I wanted to do was score a touchdown. That's all I wanted to do. Now, I wanted what, to score a touchdown. Wanted... Give, us a, uh, give us a favorite uh, Lou Holtz moment. year of uh of football 
a spring practice, actually, and I was going to baseball, and, you know, every year I would go see Coach Holt, say, Coach, you know, it's time for baseball season, time for football, you know, spring ball, and, you know, he just sat me down to Herb Smith, you know what, he said, I, you know, I, I, you don't need to worry about football anymore, he said, just, just play play baseball, and so when football season comes around, don't worry about football again, continue to play baseball, I looked at him like, what, I was like, what are you talking about, and he was basically challenging me, because he knew, you know, he had talked to the coach, he, you know, I know that he, you know, Coach Holt, what me about him is, you know, the great thing about Coach Holt is he's a great motivator. He knows how to find your, your hot buttons and figure out what's going to motivate you. And I didn't know that as a, as a 17, 18, year old kid, you know, all I'm thinking about is this is fun. And Coach Holt knew that at the end of the day, he knew that I was a, a, a very good football player and I was an average baseball player. But as a young kid, I loved baseball. And so when he challenged me, that, that really caused me to finally wake up and realize that I can play baseball as, as, as a hobby, but I truly had the opportunity to play football as a career, and, and that's what he helped me to be able to figure out to move forward and do. Going back to baseball real quick, I got to know, that growing up and, and in college, who was your favorite uh, pro baseball player? Was it Bo? Oh, Bo Jackson, for sure. I mean, I, I would, listen, I wanted to be Bo. I think every little kid back in the day that played multiple sports, especially even kids that didn't play multiple sports, but who didn't want to be Bo? Bo knew. You know what I'm saying? Bo knows. Bo knows. And, So did you have the bow poster with the the shoulder pads and bat behind his back? Absolutely. <laughs> the shoulder pads on, the baseball bat behind his back. Yeah. Standing with a half shirt, a half shirt on, and just chopped up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What 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 kid, what kid would not want that to be themselves or, or want to be like a Bo Jackson? You know what I'm saying? Not many, for sure. Not many. No. So um, what what was uh? Tell us. Let's go back to your draft day. You're in first round draft pick. Uh, you know every kid's uh, dream. What was uh, what was something you remember specifically about that day? Did you think you were going first round, or was that kind of a surprise to you? Well, that was my goal. Of course, my goal was to be a first round draft pick. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, it was uh, you know it, it's a lot that goes into being picked in the first round, and a lot of it has nothing to do with you. It has to do with more of uh, you know what, what teams need and things like that. But of course, you got to put yourself in that situation. So I worked my butt off. You know, D Brown was. You know, I idolized D Brown. He was the guy before me. We were great friends. All I knew was I wanted to do whatever I could to put myself in a position, just like D Brown did. You know, what I'm saying to uh, to hopefully be a top round pick and and to go as high as possible. Sure. You know, of course, first round. Every kid wants to go first round, but. At the end of the day, I went to the Senior Bowl because I, you know, I wanted to prove the Senior Bowl was called the, the Working Man's Bowl, <laughs> and I wanted to prove to everybody, number one, that uh, you know that I was I was worthy of a first round pick, and I went to the Senior Bowl. I worked my butt off. I mean, I worked like no other nobody's business. At the end of the day, when the opportunity came, you know, came up, it came up. You know, the Saints were actually there at the Senior Bowl, and that's kind of what made it so great for me. The Saints were there because they were two hours away from Mobile and New Orleans, and I put in work that week. I mean, this is, this is after my season was over. This is, what do you do to try to put yourself in a situation to be successful? It's whatever you have to do. So I went to the Senior Bowl where guys were going to the East-West and the Hula Bowl, and they were going on vacations and just kind of rolling the ball out. And the Senior Bowl, we call it the Working Man Bowl, where you go there and you literally go there to work. You know what I'm saying? And uh, full pads, full go, you know, four or five days game. Very cool. So Matthew Rose asked, what MLB team would you have loved to play for? Well, truth man, I was 
episodes in the late rounds um, after my junior year, I think it was. Um, you know, if I had the option to play pro baseball, it's been a dream. But you know, I played I played seven years in the NFL. By the time I had been playing pro football, I was done with you know, I was done with sports. I wasn't trying to go back and play at you know another sport. So at the end of the day, I did everything I wanted to do, and baseball was behind me. I wasn't gonna be one of the guys trying to go out there and play baseball after not playing for eight nine years because baseball is a very tough sport. So. So, Irv, uh, we got another question from our audience. I'm assuming you still keep up with the, the current Irish roster uh, and everything. So, Mike Lynch wants to know, what are your thoughts on the current backfield and who do you think will be a sleeper? You know, I'll be honest with you, I'm so bad. Truth of the matter is, you know, when you have a son that's playing major college football, you, you kind of, you know, you, you, you kind of don't get a chance to stay on top of everything as much as I wish I did. Um, I don't really know the, the players that are there at this point. I really don't. I, you know, if you ask me anything about Ersman Jr. and Mills Vikings, Alabama, Crimson Tide, I can say a whole lot about them. <laughs> but unfortunately, I, I, unfortunately uh, I just, my, my mind can't go in 18 different directions. I don't really know a whole lot about the current state of who's in, Alabama, who's in Notre Dame right now. So I really can't answer that question. That's the truth of the matter. Okay, no problem. Just uh, thought we'd throw that out there. Um, Jason Lynch wants to know, and I, I'm sure you kind of have a, a broad stroke here on this, but uh, do you think Notre Dame has uh, reached relevancy again? Have, he made, have they made it back to contender status? Great, great question. And, you know, I really do. I, I, I pray that Notre Dame continues to, to, to do the things that we, we should do to get back to greatness because Notre Dame is not about being mediocre. It's not about being good. It's about being great. And when I went to Notre Dame, I went there for one reason because I knew that Number one, I had an opportunity to play for uh, a national championship every single season. An opportunity. We didn't play for it all the time, but we were in the hunt every single time. When people played us, they buckled the chips together. They knew they were playing. They really are, you know, I mean, we should be able to recruit the way we did when I was in our name is that everyone wants to be on board. You know, yeah. kids, are, kids are kicking and screaming trying to get in versus us having to go after, you know, second-tier best players. We need to be able to go after the best players and have a chance to play against Alabama's and, and have a legitimate shot at not just playing Alabama, but a legitimate shot to actually beat them. Absolutely. All right, Irv, we want to ask you just a couple quick more questions. Um, I know you're working with the uh, executive uh, tour, the, the golf tour that's going on in Ireland this year. Can you tell the fan, fans a little bit yeah. more about that? Absolutely. My buddy J.P. Cohen, I've known him for probably almost 20 years at least, and I've done a bunch of things with him in the past, and we decided we wanted to uh, – We got Brian, a.k.a. your favorite blockhead, Little, on the line with us. Brian, what's going on, brother? Oh, I just wasn't too happy that airport security didn't allow YFB to give you the red carpet treatment. So I was hoping that just a, 
a hot call into the hotline of the greatest podcast under God's hot sun would suffice. That'll work. Yeah, that's, the, that's the only intro I saved on paper, buddy. Other, other than that, <laughs> we're just going from the hip here. So, let, quick hot take. You know, we had Irv Smith on talking about football. Let's switch gears just for a quick second. Dude, what's up with our boy Donald Cerrone? Oh, man. Donald Cerrone. This was, you know, uh, on uh, 238 was a bad night for the eyes. Very few of you are going to catch that, but let me help you out. Don Cerrone's eye and Jessica eye hitting the hitting the canvas. That was a bad night for the eyes on everybody. Man, I was. But, uh, but nonetheless, you know what? I'm not. Don Cerrone isn't done. You can't do anything about doctor stoppages. I still think it was the right call, even though it's controversial. There, he's going to have plenty more to go. It seems like he's one of those one guys that is getting like a fine wine, get better with age, and also with having a son that has the. Uh, or his kid that has the ability to give him that drive. I mean, it's, it's really cool to see Cerrone do something very few can in this sport. That's right. No, I absolutely head on there. And it was a good card. I finally saw the fight. El Kukui, man, Tony Ferg, he is on another mm-hmm. level right now. Um, I didn't like the late hit, but he, I really think um, Poye, I really, I'm calling my shot right now. Poye is going to beat Khabib, and then Ferg's going to beat Poye. That's what I'm thinking is the one element, the one moving part that people aren't paying attention to. He's calling for Khabib, but I'm going, are we forgetting about Dustin Poirier? Don't be- count this cat out. No, Poirier's beating Khabib. I, Khabib is overrated. I'm sorry. He is. Right. You, you've, had, you've, had, uh, your, uh, you've had your leprechaun pains in a twist ever since he tapped Connor. It's You're damn right. You get fired up about that. Uh, the one other thing that I can give you as we give this take is that I sincerely hope that Jason Pruitt has shined his shoes and he's picked out an appropriate clip-on bow tie for the occasion that's coming up <laughs> as of July 6th. And I, I'll tell you right now, I hope that Nate can hear me on this one. I was going to side with Team Hendricks. I was. I was going to side with you since Nate has no confidence in you whatsoever as I watch Instagram and the Facebook and Twitter. But I will say this. In the election of 2016, I want you to think about something. In 2016, we had an election. There was a third party that got involved in the presidential race. If you remember correctly, these nuts with a 9% probability of winning actually came in and pulled some votes. So right there, right now, on the Dos Leprechauns podcast, go ahead and remember this hashtag. Hashtag Team Blockhead. I've added myself as a third party in the Dos Leprechauns race. Because just like the Stinger, because you're a WWE fan, you're a WCW guy from back in the day, just like the Stinger, nothing with the blockhead is for sure. All right. Well, uh, I like that confidence, and uh, we will see how it all shakes out in July. Uh, as you know, I just completed my uh, my assignment in uh, Notre Dame to uh, to whoop some butt over there, and I was ready, man. I was running the 40 in blazing speed. In fact, uh, Kelly came up to me and offered me a scholarship based on my speed. Uh, I had to decline, you know, I got a day job, and that's, that's not going to pay the bills. But uh, the 40-time won him over, so I hope Pruitt's listening. Touche, definitely. All right, man, I'm going to get off the hotline, let some other guys jump on here. But nonetheless, we'll get this we'll get this podcast together. We'll make sure that iHeartRadio doesn't know what they have coming. Because even though iTunes and Spotify not be, might not be the promised land, one day Pandora's going to open up her box, and we're going to get you on your podcast on that audio outlet, too. Well, I'm hoping. I saw Brother Sin was watching as well. Kevin Cernier, a good friend of the show. Uh, he and I are going to do some conver- have some conversations about you know some possible sponsorships, things like that. So, lots of things coming up for the Dos Leprechauns podcast, which you are very much a part of. Yeah, sounds like a plan. And also, me and him have a show called Brother Sin and the Blockhead. We're going to be meeting on the brick wall and having our first episode down the road. But in the meantime, enjoy talking some leprechaun- uh, Dos, uh, Dos Leprechauns, Notre Dame football. All right, brother. Have a good night.
All right, we apologize for the delay there. Uh, we had uh, some technical technical difficulties, so we want to thank Irv Smith once again for joining us. Uh, Irv, you can find him on Twitter, er, at IrvSmith6. Great follow, very interactive with the fans. Highly encourage you to get a hold of him. He's great. Um, you can ask him more questions about the golf tournament going on in Ireland in 2020, something that I really hope to be a part of. Not sure it'll happen, but it seems like an incredible time. Um, but yeah, we appreciate you guys watching. Again, Irv Smith, thanks for jumping on. Thanks for everybody that brought on some questions. Uh, thanks to the Blockhead for calling in and talking a little uh, smack talk about the Pruitt versus Hendricks 40-yard dash coming up in July to benefit charities. We also want to give a couple prayer requests out there. Um, a friend of mine at the Fantasy Camp, Justin Knapp, has some medical stuff coming up. We want to give him some, some prayers and good thoughts. And then Steve Newman, our great friend, the tax bastard on Twitter, uh, is having some health issues, and we really want to send some positive vibes, good thoughts, and prayers out to him as well. So... Thank you, everyone, that joined. Again, we'll be back on June 22nd for a, interview, a special Fantasy Camp edition of the Bill Cyprocons podcast. In the meantime, continue to subscribe to our page uh, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And this show will be available for download on iTunes and iHeart. Nate, anything before I sound out? Go Irish. Go Irish. Have a great day, everybody. Dose. Leprechauns be the place, the podcast for inspiration and taste, with people all around from different sizes and shapes, from different cultures and backgrounds in the place we got, Jason and Nate, hosts in the house, built to create, be in the lighthouse, to keep us at the gate, got the Notre Dame back in education, led the way, from the bus stop to driving home, to rock a man with a plan that was so grand, built the it's the Labor Day preview sale at Mattress Firm. Get a king mattress for the price of a queen and a queen for the price of a twin for savings of up to $600. Take home your new Beautyrest Queen mattress for the twin price of just $4.99 plus a free adjustable base. Visit mattressfirm.com or a store near you to find your perfect bed. Hurry in for the best deal of the season at Mattress Firm. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com slash sale. Get to Old Navy right now. All jeans are on sale up to 50% off. From just 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids. Try on a pair in-store and save even more. With 5 bucks off your purchase of $50 or more during Old Navy's Great Denim Try-On-A-Thon. Hurry in now to find your perfect fit and save big with up to 50% off all jeans. Now at Old Navy. Valid 812 to 821. Excludes in-store clearance, gift cards, register lane items, and jewelry. $5 discount valid with jeans purchase.